Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman Podcast. Thanks for being here doing a video podcast this week because of these folks. Let's see. Yeah, there you go. There they are. I'm calling them the Georgia 16. Or is it 18? Yeah, Georgia 16. They are members of what prosecutor Fonnie Willis calls the Enterprise Racketeering. Yep. And we're going to just go through each one of them. And what's shocking to me is that they have such varied backgrounds. And you would never think that any of these people would wind up being indicted with an ex-president on charges that they were part of this conspiracy to overthrow our government, which is basically what they tried to do. So let's get going. We're going to go with uh, number one, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, former Trump lawyer, charged with 13 felony counts. The counts he violated, count one, three, six, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen, nineteen, twenty-three, and twenty-four. And here they are, and I'm gonna go through them all for each of the Georgia 16. Number one, and they're all charged with this, is violation of the Georgia Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act. So they are all charged with that. They are all charged with count one. The second count, Mr. Giuliani, solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer. Next, solicitation of violation of oath of public officer. False statements and writings. False statements and writings. So two of those. Conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer. Conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree. Conspiracy to commit false statements and writings. Conspiracy to commit filing false documents. Conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree. Conspiracy to commit false statements and writings. That's count 19. Solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer. That's count 23. And false statements and writings. Count 24. Now, here's what we know about Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani really stepped up after the attack on the Twin Towers in New York, September 11th. 11th, 2001. So the terrorist attacks hit New York, and as mayor of New York at that time, he drew international praise for pulling the city together and moving forward. He was also recognized as Man of the Year because of all of that by Time magazine. Now, he unsuccessfully sought the Republican presidential nomination in 2008. And something happened during that campaign that has stuck with him and kind of tainted him towards Joe Biden. Joe Biden, at a debate, made fun of Rudy Giuliani. 
and he did not take it well. Biden said something along the lines of, oh yeah, Rudy Giuliani, yeah, all he's got to say for himself is 9-11, 9-11, 9-11. And Giuliani was upset. So this accounts for some of the revenge he was seeking when he started working for Donald Trump and went to Ukraine to try to dig up dirt on Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden. Now, Hunter Biden was involved with some sketch people in Ukraine, but that is separate from Joe Biden. Joe Biden is above reproach. So that's kind of Rudy's trying to get revenge on Joe Biden. So he became one of Trump's, Giuliani's most outspoken lawyers in 2020. He was involved in all the lawsuits all over the country. And he began promoting the, as someone said, quote, unhinged conspiracy theories about the election. He appeared before the Georgia state lawmakers three times in December 2020. Three times he went to Georgia. And um, you hear one Georgia state lawmaker talk. She was just heading down to the Capitol. She thought it was just going to be an average day. And there was Rudy Giuliani and a group of others touting all of these conspiracy theories and begging lawmakers in Georgia to overturn the election. Now, all these allegations about the crooked election, there's no evidence. There's absolutely zero evidence. But he kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. He was very involved with the fake elector scheme. Uh, he spoke, you remember, at Trump's January 6th rally. He was in favor of Pence uh, using his role as vice president, which is a ceremonial role, but they were all pushing Pence to stop the certification of the Biden's electors. So that's Rudy Giuliani, and he's charged with multiple counts. He's the only defendant in the case that's charged with as many counts as Donald Trump. Next, let me change the slide. This man, Mark Meadows. We've heard so much about Mark Meadows because we listened, I did anyway, uh, excitedly when um, Cassidy Hutchinson testified before the January 6th committee. So yeah, Mark Meadows. Here's the, the thing, and here, here's what uh, is, is just like a thread that goes through the lives of all of these people. Meadows, as, as most of them, was a former congressman from North Carolina. So most of these people had lives. They had careers. They could have done something great with their lives. And instead, it's come to this. So he was big shot in the uh, GOP leadership in the House. He kind of helped Trump while he was in the House. And so, you know, Trump liked him and offered him the job of to come work at the White House and be chief of staff, which is like the top job at the White House. It's the top, most powerful role in the White House. And he, too, got sucked in, and he played a key role in uh, trying to figure out ways to overturn the 2020 election. So, you know, big shot. <laughs> could have done anything, could have been anything, and it turns out 
that he's this. Meadows arranged and participated in that January 2nd phone call in 2021, the call in which Trump asked Brad Raffensperger to find 11,780 votes. And he also threatened Raffensperger. And I, I think I pulled that bite. And I actually am going to put that entire interview on my website. I'm just having problems with my website right now. It crashed and I'm trying to rebuild. So he was on that call. He actually set up that call. Meadows also attended a December 2020 White House meeting where Trump considered using the military to seize voting machines. Meadows also visited the site of the post-election audit in Cobb County, Georgia. And apparently DOJ has lots of emails where he urged Justice Department officials to investigate shoddy fraud allegations. Although that particular action that he did is not, not part of the charges. So that is Mr. Mark Meadows, also known as Cassidy Hutchinson's ex-boss. Oh, this guy. Wow. What a creep. <laughs> I mean, there's, this is no better way to describe some of these people. Um, okay, this is Jeffrey Clark. He's a top Justice Department official. He faces two charges in Georgia. Violation of the Georgia Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act. That's count one. And his second count is criminal attempt to commit false statements and writings. That is actually his second charge, but that's count 22 in the indictment. Now, Clark was a senior Trump appointee at the Justice Department. And he tried to use his powers as a federal official to overturn the 2020 election. He's the one that drafted a letter that was ultimately never sent, promoting false claims of voting irregularities. He also urged Georgia lawmakers to consider throwing out Biden's legitimate electors. Clark lobbied Trump to make him acting attorney general so he could send that letter uh, to have the Justice Department intervene in the Georgia election. Trump wanted to put Clark in charge of DOJ. Things could have been really different if he had. All of the, uh, the DOJ uh, guys in charge all threatened to quit if this guy was put in charge. And so Trump backed down. Clark was there when they were having that big knockdown drag out meeting. And uh, one of the DOJ lawyers, one of the top DOJ guys said, why don't you go away? We'll call you if there's an oil spill because Clark's expertise was in environmental and natural resource matters. That's what he was hired to do in the Trump administration. So yeah, he got uh, dissed totally by, um, by the other lawyers. And thank God he didn't get, uh, he didn't get promoted. All right, this gentleman, you know, I mean, here's another guy that just totally blows my mind at how, um, he was a professor, a law professor. Somebody said that they clerked with him at the Supreme Court, that he was always a little odd, but they didn't think that he would be this odd. Now, he's been charged with nine felony counts. And rather than just go through them because it's boring, I'll, um, I'll put them in a post on my website. So, yeah, he's count one, count two, count nine, count 
11, count 13, 15, 17, 19, 23, and 24. He's uh, got quite a few of them. Now, he was actually in court today, and uh, CNN uh, tried to get something out of him today, and she, was at, she asked him, uh, who paid for your bail? And he said, I did. But he wasn't saying much. He kept saying uh, no comment. He was released today. He was arraigned, charged. He was released on $100,000 bond. And, you know, he ran for Congress in the state of California. He's licensed to practice law in the state of California. And right now, he's going uh, disbarment proceedings in California. And I wish they'd hurry up and disbar him. He ran for Congress in California and he lost. He clerked for Clarence Thomas, which may explain a lot. I don't know. And here's what, uh, I pulled some info on his background. Eastman is a right-wing attorney who advised Trump on how to subvert the 2020 election. He devised and promoted a six-step plan for Pence to overturn Biden's election victory while presiding over the Electoral College certification on, certification on January 6th. He's also urged Georgia state lawmakers to appoint fake GOP electors to replace the legitimate slate of Democratic electors. A bipartisan array of scholars have said Eastman's schemes were unconstitutional. Next. Here you go. Yeah, I don't know. You just think that they have a future, but then they don't. Jenna Ellis Trump's uh, campaign lawyer, she was there with Rudy Giuliani when all the sweat was coming down his face, you know, when it was his hair dye leaking, drawing down. She was right behind him, if you want to look at that video. She actually turned herself in today and was released on $100,000 bond as well. She faces two charges. She's broke. She's got online and started some sort of a, you know, donate to me. I'm really poor. Trump will have nothing to do with her because she has backed Ron DeSantis for president. And uh, on her posting, when she's asking for money from people, she said she's just resolved to trust the Lord. And as my mom used to say, this is going to be snarky, the Lord helps those who help themselves. Maybe she should get to work. She's charged with count one, violation of the Racketeering Act, RICO, and solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer. And a little background. Right-wing attorney, represented Trump in 2020, planned the hearings before Georgia lawmakers. So she was the planning person behind those hearings, which just has caused all their problems. Uh, she pushed baseless fraud claims. She wrote legal memos arguing that Pence could block Biden's victory. And on and on. Next, I will release the Kraken. Sidney Powell, Trump's campaign lawyer, seven charges. The racketeering charge, election fraud, more election fraud, computer theft. Computer trespass, computer invasion of privacy, conspiracy to defraud the state. She was involved in that Coffee County 
you know, breaking in, illegally trespassing. <laughs> Can you illegally trespass in, uh, in Georgia, in Coffee County, Georgia? Yeah, she's one of those people there. Get, get this. I mean, Sidney Powell is a former federal prosecutor. She was a federal prosecutor in Texas. She joined Trump, like many of these people, in 2020. Uh, she was part of Trump's legal team, and then he fired her because he got mad at her because she was so outspoken and she attacked somebody and he got mad. And she um, gathered all this evidence that was actually fake and none of it was true. And she called it the Kraken. And she said she was going to release the Kraken. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. She said all of her documentation would destroy the fact that Joe Biden was the actual president. Um, hinged, unhinged conspiracy theories, on and on and on. I'll, I'll just skip it. You don't need to hear it all. But yeah, she's a piece of work. The next, this is Mike Roman. Now, we think Mike Roman might be one of the unindicted co-conspirators in the uh, Jack Smith case in Washington, D.C., in that election case. He's faces seven charges. He's actually, he was Trump's campaign official, and he's all in it. Uh, seven charges, including Rico, and then char uh, count 19, 11, 13, 15, 17, 19, filing false documents, forgery in the first degree, false statements and writings. His bail has been set at $50,000. Um, and here's a little blurb about him while working for Trump's 2020 re-election campaign. Roman was involved in unsuccessful efforts to use slates of fake GOP electors to block the certification of candidate Joe Biden's election victory during the campaign. Roman promoted baseless claims of massive voter fraud. We're heading down the home stretch, my friends. This is Ray Smith. Ray Smith is another one of the many Trump campaign attorneys. He faces 12 charges. Ray, 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 you're in big trouble. He's, yeah, 12 charges. Count one, of course, Rico. Count two, four, six, nine, 11, 13, 15, 17, 19, 23, and 25. Making false statements, solicitation of violation of oath by public officer, conspiracy to commit forgery, false statements and writings, forgery in the first degree. Smith, an attorney for Trump's 2020 campaign in Georgia, also participated in a Georgia Senate hearing. So that was that famous hearing that Rudy Giuliani was part of. It was just a nightmare. That happened in December 2020. He falsely alleged widespread fraud in Georgia, voting irregularities, and argued that the results, quote, must be vacated and cannot be allowed to stand. In the indictment, prosecutors alleged that Smith made false statements at that hearing about illegal voting by felons and dead people. So those are uh, Trump's closer allies. And then there are, these are listed under other Trump allies. And here's just a sad man. This is Kenneth Cheeseborough or... Chesborough. Apparently, he prefers Chesborough, but we can call him anything we want. 
Apparently, his nickname in college was The Cheese. He's a pro-Trump attorney, seven counts. He's facing seven counts. Count one, nine, 11, 13, 15, 17, 19. Rico and uh, and more. I've got all the list here. Conspiracy to commit false statements and writings. Here's the story about this gentleman. And look, don't you think he looks like a nice guy? <laughs> like He's got a nice smile. He, right now, and I, I don't know if he's back because he's got to be, you know, arraigned in Georgia. But um, the Washington Post or the New York Times tried to track him down and they found him hiding in an ocean villa in the Caribbean. And he's apparently very, 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 very rich that he was born rich. And then he even made more money, you know, later in investing in something, cybo currency, cyber currency, something. He got out before it crashed, apparently. And anyway, he's in hiding. The thing about him is he's a Harvard-trained lawyer, and he was once really well-known to help liberal causes. He was a registered Democrat until 2016. He is involved in both indictments. He's the lawyer who fought big tobacco. Now, back in the day when I worked in Washington, big tobacco was like the gun lobby. The tobacco lobby was one of the most powerful lobbies in Washington, and they ran it. And you didn't go, you know, try to fight them. It was really hard. But he was one of the lawyers that fought them and won. Um, he got money for people who were dying of cancer because the, um, the tobacco companies hid the fact that, um, that tobacco, yeah, really does cause cancer. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing about him, too. He studied with Lawrence Tribe. Now, Tribe has taught at Harvard Law School, I want to say, for 50 years. He's just the most wonderful man on earth. He um, has been uh, taught so many people and been their mentor. He mentored this guy. So he's, can I say, basically, he's broken Lawrence Tribe's heart? Probably, yeah, a little bit. They say that he, Chesborough, or Cheeseborough, is the mastermind behind the fake electors plot. They say he it was the architect of the campaign's plot to put forward fake electors, uh, pro-Trump electors in Georgia and in other states. They were convinced that they just needed Pence to delay the Congress. And if they could get all the states that were run by Republicans to come along and overturn Joe Biden's victory. So this is a man who had such a promising life. Now he's in hiding. I mean, if you have to be in hiding someplace, it's nice to be in a villa in the Caribbean. I wonder if they'll give him a cell with a view. Ah, fudge. This is Robert Chile. He's a pro-term attorney. Ten charges. Count 1, 9, 13, 11, 15, 17, 19, 23, 26, 41. Of course, Rico. 
conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree, not just any degree, in the first degree, and on and on. Solicitation of violation of an oath by a public officer. His bail and perjury, he's also up for perjury. His bail has been set at 50000 bucks. Chile is a Georgia-based trial attorney. He participated in public hearings before the Georgia state lawmakers. He and other Trump allies pushed baseless fraud claims at that Georgia Senate hearing in December 2020. Oh, God, this is bad. He showed video that, that was heavily edited that falsely came, claimed when they show the video, evidence of vote rigging in Atlanta that would shock the conscience of Georgians. Unfortunately, that video was heavily edited. Brad Raffensperger went to WSB in Atlanta, Georgia. I used to work for WSB Channel 2, Cox-owned company. It used to be. WSB said, no, it's been edited. It's been edited here, 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 and here. This is, you know... And um, remember, uh, Raffensperger said to Trump, do you want to see where, you know, WSB shows where the edits are? And Trump says, I don't want to see the video. I don't want to see the video. Anyway. All right. He's uh, a lot of counts there. All right. Here she is. Her official name is Trevin Kuti. K-U-T-I. K-U-T-T-I. She's a publicist. She tried to intimidate election workers. She's charged with three counts. Her name, in addition to using um, Triven Kuti, is Misty Hamilton, a.k.a. Emily Misty Hayes. And she's got three counts against her. And there's a video, and I'm going to do a separate little TikTok video on her trying to pressure Shea Moss or her mom, uh, Ruby Freeman, into saying that she wanted Ruby Freeman to say, I lied. Yes, I did stuff the ballot boxes or something. And she's charged in connection with that. So there's that video, and I have that video, and I'm going to um, put it together with um, this other guy that I'm going to talk about in a second. So she's a Chicago-based publicist. She worked for R. Kelly. And Kanye West, who's now ye, she allegedly pressured a Georgia election workers, prosecutors say in January 2021, Missy Hayes, or whatever name you want to call her, sought a meeting with Ruby Freeman, a Fulton County elections worker. She was among um, the election workers falsely accused by Trump and his allies of helping rig the election in Georgia by counting fake mail-in ballots. And that meeting was videotaped by police. The defendant tried to influence Freeman. They were really threatening her. They kept saying, your life is going to change. Your life is going to change. You better, you know, let us help you or you'll be sorry. (sighs) What the heck? All right, here's the guy that was kind of behind the whole pressuring thing. This is Harrison Floyd. He's the leader of Black Voices for Trump. He's charged with three felony counts. Count one, RICO. Count 30, solicitation of false statements and writings. 
and count 32, conspiracy to commit election fraud. Floyd, a Maryland resident, is the leader of the organization Black Voices for Trump. According to court filings, Floyd arranged a meeting between Fulton County election worker Ruby Freeman and the other lady that we just, we just talked about, Javin Kuti. During the meeting, videotaped by police, so th- this guy was behind that meeting. And then this guy, there's video of this guy as well. Now, I will p- put that on TikTok. This is Stephen Lee. He's allegedly a pastor. He is facing five charges. He was arraigned today, Tuesday, still Tuesday, and he was released on $70,000 bond. He's charged with count one Rico, count 20, 21, 30, 31. He, in this video that I have, the cop approaches him because Ruby Freeman called the police because he was stalking her. And the police walked up to him and he said, I'm a cop. And then I'm a pastor. And I'm just here to help her. Tell her that, can you tell her that I want to help her? Yeah. He's charged with uh, attempt to influence witnesses, attempt to solicitation of false statements and writings, and influencing witnesses. Lee, a pastor at Lutheran Church in suburban Chicago, was allegedly involved in efforts to attempt to pressure Ruby Freeman, a 2020 election worker in Atlanta. They wanted her to falsely admit to fraud. These people. Yes, I said a bad word. Freeman called 911 after Lee knocked on her front door. I mean, she was scared. They ruined her life. He knocked on her door. She called the police. The police confronted him. He said he was, quote, trying to get some truth on what's going on, according to police body camera footage. And then we've just got three more, and then we're done. And then uh, they're all showing up all this week. So this is the next guy. Oh, what a happy-looking man. This man is David Schaefer, Georgia GOP chair and fake elector. Eight charges. Rico, count eight, count 12, count 10, 14, 16, 18, and 40. Schaefer is the former chairman of the Georgia Republican Party. Come on, man. And previously was a longtime member of the Georgia State Senate. Senator, why would you do this? Schaefer played a key role in organizing the Trump campaign slate of fake electors in the state as part of the effort to subvert the Electoral College. He convened the 16 fake electors in Georgia State Capitol in December 2020, where they signed a certificate falsely proclaiming that Trump won the state. He also served as one of those false electors. He's only uh, three of the 16 fake electors are facing charges, and he's, he's one of them. He was a senator. He was a state senator. Come on, man. All right. Sean Still, also a fake elector. These last three are fake electors. Seven counts, seven charges against him. Count one, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. 
still was one of the 16 Republicans who served as fake electors in Georgia and signed paperwork claiming illegitimately that Trump had carried the state. This was part of the Trump campaign's plan to subvert the Electoral College and nullify the victory. All right, he too was a Georgia state, state senator representing Atlanta suburbs since January 2023. I think I read that he has, they have called on him to resign. And finally, last but not least, I actually left her out when I was making my big slide. This is Kathy Latham. Kathy Latham, as well as others, is broke and saying, I need help. How am I going to pay for everything? Um, She was released, charged and arraigned and released on $75,000 bond today, Tuesday. (sighs) She is a former GOP chair for Coffee County. And she was a fake elector and she's facing 11 counts. She was one of the ones trying to do something with the voting machines. She was one of those people in that Coffee County, Georgia election office, and they were there illegally. And she's, her face was blurred. She was there and they have shots of her going in and they have like the video that's not blurred. She's there. That's her claim to fame. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. (laughs) I'm just glad that finally we're getting some sort of consequences that people are receiving being charged and they'll get a fair trial. Of course, some of them are going to turn and they're all not going to go to trial. Some of them are going to plead guilty. Some of them are going to try to get probation. Uh, The last thing I want to do is get locked up in that jail in Atlanta. I hear it's really tough. They try to overturn our elections. And I wish they were doing this to all the people in every state that did this because it needs to happen. We need to save our country, and this is part of that. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. I vote. Please vote. Please follow me. I'm on iTunes. You could hear all of my podcasts. There's a lot of them. I'm a political woman. Please subscribe. Thanks for being here and be safe.